Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today proudly represents Brampton. He goes by the name of Toby, who I'm humbled to have on the Come Up show. This is one of my favorite conversations I've had because Toby is insightful and he can get them bars off. Some of his favorite rappers growing up were The Locks, Dipset, Outcast, and he can sing. He's performing at our show in partnership with the Junos this Saturday, March 16th at the Rec Room in London. The Come Up show is doing a show with the Junos, part of Juno Fest. Check out the full details at thecomeupshow.com. The link will be in the description. In this conversation, we talked about how Toby's music is blowing up. People like Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx are tweeting about it. They're sharing it. They're raving about it. And if you listen to the Come Up Show podcast, you know we always talk about the moments when people question why they're doing music, and Toby shared those moments. All that and more with Toby on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go. Please introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on? My name is Toby. Um, but the birth name is Olua Toby Yee. Coming out of Lagos, Nigeria, but we're here now. Let's get it. Sweet boys. Sweet boys. Present, I treasure, of course. I pay attention, whatever the cost. A Helen Keller on weather report showers you never before seen. Get your umbrella for it. I carefully dip, but I be round the corner and tree. You got my heart doing tennis. That full name right there, you I know you must have used that on some women. On women? Like when they say, hey, what's your name? And like you, you, you know? Um, I what? like when people say my full name. I love when, if I'm dating someone and yeah. they use my full name, I love it. No, I mean like that full, full name. How many names was that? Like That was three names. Three names? Yeah. Okay, so is there hyphens in there? Nah. Not? Okay, say that a full name again, a little bit slower. Olu Atobi Laba. Oli, Oli? Olu. Olu? Wa. Wa. Toby. Toby. Laba. Laba. Yeah. What's the first name? What I just said. That's one name? <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, I, I thought you said your full name, like first, middle, last. Oh, and then middle is Faye Shara. Yeah. And then my last is Ajibalade. And so the full, full name, everything together now. Olua Tobilaba Faye Shara Ajibalade. That's great. It's like music. It's like music. To my ears. 
That's hilarious, man. Yeah. Yo, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast, my guy. Thank you, man. Thank you for Preci- having me. Appreciate you coming through. Um, yeah, man. What have you been up to? I've been working. Working. And this, I appreciate this because it's a long time coming. I've known you for so long. Yeah. Low key, I've known you for a while. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you sent me emails like, yo, Chetto, check my stuff out. Facts. I'm from Brampton. Absolutely. You've done that. Absolutely. And I think maybe you were rapping more first, or I'm not sure if you've always been doing, you've been rapping. I was definitely rapping. Yeah. Rapping, rapping. Rapping, rapping. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. But yeah, man. And um, when, because this is the reality for the people <laughs> out there trying to get a hold of my attention. Our music submissions emails, we get 100 emails daily. Yeah. It's overwhelming. And then my personal, I have six different email accounts personally and my primary email. I get also overwhelmed, not with just music, everything else that's happening. So sometimes when I don't get back to people or don't give them enough time, it doesn't mean that I'm not feeling them. I'm just can't. It's not humanly possible, which was why sometimes if you meet me in person, if I see you at an event and you connect with me, you definitely, that's, I have some type of data, like I'm, you know, connecting with you and getting you feeling your vibe, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I always think about that sometimes. I'm like, yo, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to discourage people mm-hmm. because I'm not, you know, you know, getting back to them. So with that said, was I getting back to you? Initially or the beginning or no? Um, no, you weren't. <laughs> but yo, it's all good though because it's funny because what you said about the meeting in person, yeah. it was so crucial. Yeah. Because um, I met you at a this event that you threw in Brampton. I met you there in person for the first time, and you said, "Yo, send me something again," and then I sent it to you again, and you responded. So you stuck to your word. And I'll never forget because I was there. I'm like, nah, Shadow's coming into town. He's hosting this thing. I'm going. And I had no animosity because I knew you'd be getting tons of emails every day. Yeah. I was like, you know what? We're just going to do this for real. And that's it. I appreciate that. And that's that's the thing that uh, the people are out there, artists, creatives, whoever, when you're trying to get a hold of somebody else. Uh, yeah, like, um, please don't think that the only way to get a hold of somebody is through social media or uh, digitally because it's so easy and accessible. It's in your phone. You think you send them an Insta DM and that's it. Like they're supposed to get back to you. No, you need to be able to connect with people face to face. That is the original way of doing things. We are human beings, body language, 80% communication is body language. And 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 so for the people out there, not only me, but everybody else trying to get a hold of people, please do that and, and persist. Uh, because, yeah, when I uh, met you, you mm-hmm. were respectful, you were earnest, and uh, there was something about you that I wanted to, yes, give you that respect when you sent me that email to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, very simple. And so... Uh, and then, you know, we've been trying to make these interviews happen. And but like, you're like, yo, Chet, I'm in LA right now. Yeah. Catching flights, not feelings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> word, word, I guess. <laughs> Catching flights, not feelings. I hear that. Uh, uh, what, what, what's, what have you been doing in LA? I've been working. Yeah. Writing music, recording music, mm-hmm. networking, 
Yeah. You know, spreading. Why do why do you why did you go to LA for what people a lot of you guys we know a lot of people from here everywhere goes to, they go to LA to right. accomplish something and when you're planning this trip or whatever how did you you know why did you want to what did you want to accomplish was there any specific goals or no Well I've been going to LA now for the past 2 years 2 years um okay. you know off and on off and on Yeah um the the primary purpose is because if you go to LA for two weeks, you're connecting with a whole new world of creatives, writers, producers, songwriters, and you can get a lot done. And if people know you're only going to be there for two weeks, then your time is valuable. It's not like, oh, I'll see you next month. It's like, no, you got to see me tomorrow because I'm gone, you know? So I, I like it like that because then I'm productive and I'm efficient. You need to accomplish, like, yeah, every everything, every minute counts. Yep, yep. And when they ask you where you're from, what do you say? I say I'm from Toronto. And then what's the reactions when that name, when that city, Toronto? I'm from Toronto. What is, how do people receive that nowadays? Um, well, first of all, I say I'm from Toronto. Then I specify I'm from Brampton, which is outside of Toronto. But I gotta get, I gotta tell them Toronto first so that they could pin it on their yeah. mental map. Um, but that, but that's if they're interested to hear more, you you go with the Brampton because you know Toronto is easy, right? Like just one word, say Toronto, that's good, right? And then they ask you more questions, and then you say Brampton, or you always always are saying Nah, I usually yeah, just yeah. say Brampton afterwards yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like I. I, I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. Like okay. that's I'm, I'm from Brampton. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are from Brampton. I'm from Brampton. The, so that's I, what it is. And yo, the uh, all of uh, the people from Brampton hearing this are probably feeling some pride right now and feeling happy that you're still representing the the, the hometown. Uh, because you know, some people when they get you know bigger and bigger, and bigger, they go with the major city near them. Word. Right. Right. Word. Uh, okay. And you say yeah, you say from Brampton or whatever, and then so. So, yeah, it's a whole new world out there. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people are just going to L.A. Like, I'm like a lot of people that I'm talking to, Americans from here, like guys from New York that I know, they're like, yo, I moved to L.A. Like, do you notice, like, a, there's a whole migration yeah. or it, no? It's a great migration, yeah. Yeah, is that And happening? I think it's for the reason that it's just so much happening. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get shit done, mm -hmm. like, for even for the low, I'm talking about for cheap, you can get it done out there. Because there's so many creatives. Exactly. When you mean for the low, like what, like what kind of services are you talking about? Like? I'm talking about like bedroom producers creating some masterful shit. Yeah. Sorry, can I say that? Yeah, yeah. We, oh, can, okay. we can swear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncensored <laughs> um, podcast, internet only. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I'm talking like in, in the bedroom making like sounds that are just out of here. Mm -hmm. And I think because the competition level is so high... People are being pushed to come out of their comfort zone, to experiment with different genres. Why would you not want to be in that atmosphere if you could, if you had the means to do so? If you had the means to do so, to mean to mean to go to LA, to be in LA, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Is that what you mean? Yeah. But also because you know some people, let's just specifically talk about Toronto. You know, there's there be people that, that are even scared to go outside of the G GTA. As you may know, I'm from originally from London, Ontario. Of course. And I was doing my radio show at Western, which is like you know at that time popping, and there'd be guys scared to come from Saga to to London when they had a brand new album, brand new thing. They'd be scared to make the two hour drive or okay. whatever. Oh, so far. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So for the people out there. 
who are stuck in this Toronto GTA bubble, right? They should like at least make the trip because it's like what a few hundred dollars for a flight, four or five, five hundred bucks, six, four or five hundred. Like that's not too steep. No, it's if, not. If it's for something like your career, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Did you have originally? Did you have like? Uh, did you have that bubble as well too before all this or no? Absolutely. Yeah. I had that bubble for you real. Did? Yeah. What did you, what were you thinking? I mean, I went to school in Waterloo. I was in Waterloo for five years, bro. Yeah. That's a bubble. That is a bubble. Yeah. That's a real bubble. Yeah. And then stepping out of that, coming to Toronto, it's like mm -hmm. oh, a whole new world. Like it's a whole new world. Yeah. And then you step out of that, you go to LA, you go to New York, it's a whole new world. Mm -hmm. So the more you step out. And I think that's why people love traveling so much nowadays because they're realizing, yo, there's more to this, to life than this thing that I've known for 20 plus years. You What's know the what I mean? value of travel? Um, for me, it's experiences and memories, right? Um, I think one of the hallmarks of a healthy life is experiencing new things, whether that's places or foods, sounds, music, movies, people, just broadening your palate because you won't know something until you experience it. That's, that's just facts. Mm. There's no way you can conjure it in your imagination. And what value does that have for you as a creator? Immense value. Yeah. Like it's, you know, I'm thinking about myself right now versus myself, you know, five years ago. I've always been an avid reader, so I'd always, you know, looked at different cultures, looked at different experiences, but there's a difference between reading about something and truly stepping into it, you know? And that's not to discount reading. I mean, reading is one of the best things you can do for your life, facts. But then being physically in a different space, that's a, it's a whole new world. Like, it, it's a whole new world, yeah. It's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Is it, do you still time, make time to read? Is there time to read nowadays or no? Um, I always make time to read. Yeah? Yeah. For always. real? Yeah, for real. You're not just reading Instagram captions, right? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, man. I try, nah. I be reading real books. <laughs> reading real books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are some recent ones that you, you are enjoying or like? Or what are, you know what, not recent ones, just in general books that, you know, helped you in yeah. any way? Books that helped me, oh man, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, like what categories do you get into a lot? I, okay, so yeah. it's, it's different. I have like um, nonfiction, like science nonfiction, mm -hmm. um, which I really enjoy. Uh, one book in the realm of Hungry Ghosts is about addiction by Dr. Gabor Mate. I love that book. Um, and then I love like new age spirituality stuff, um, mm -hmm. like The Four Agreements, um, the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Mm -hmm. um, um, let's go. Why those books considered new age? Because they seem practical to me. Like it seems like practical advice. Is it because right. some of the whatever? What do they call it? Toltec wisdom or out of it? Maybe it has some of that woo woo stuff as people call it, and that's what makes it. Because it seems like there's a lot of, uh, for example, you know what? The Four Agreements for me was, uh, I first heard it as an audio thing. Right. My, my friend gave it to me on a USB stick and I like listened to it. Right. It was a game changer. A game 
changer mm-hmm. for me of, and this is mm-hmm. college, of how I looked at the world and how I related to people and how they related to me. Mm-hmm. Did, I, did that book have or four agreements at all have an effect on you? Absolutely. Oh, how so? Absolutely. One yeah. of the tenets of the four agreements. Yeah. Always do your best. Yeah. Do not take anything personally. Yeah. Be impeccable with your word. Come on. And never make Those assumptions. Hit me. Never make assumptions. Come on. If you, and the thing is, I always, for, I always forget these sometimes from time to time. And then it clicks like, bro, you're doing that thing. Right. The ancient Toltec wisdom. Right. I don't know why it's called new age because it's ancient. Yeah. But it is what it is. I don't, it's a label. It's a term, whatever. It's easy, but it's, there's merit to it. There's a lot of merit. How do those things, how do those agreements affect, like how do they play out in your le- in your life? Um, well, for me, it just helps me to be a better version of myself. You mm-hmm. know, don't make assumptions. What What is the hardest yeah. one to keep? Um, hardest one to keep for me is probably, probably don't make assumptions. Yeah. Because I feel like that's um, counter intuitive to normal normal like human expression we make assumptions about everything yeah yeah and it could uh i'm thinking out loud and it seems uh, can could it also be tied into expediency or maybe laziness because if you're never making assumptions that means you have to be explicit in all of your communications right like whether it be an email or whatever, you have to spell, almost spell everything out and then make sure that person understands. Absolutely. And that seems like hard work. It does. <laughs> and it's true, bro. Yeah. Like, and I think that's part of what it is, right? Like when you go out into the street, you don't have time to try and, you know, find out the core details about everybody you're seeing. You rely on your available heuristics and you say this looks dangerous i've seen it before i'm gonna walk this way it's a survival it's a survival tactic Mm. and it's innate but it can also hinder your relationships if you're making assumptions all the time yeah because it's you know it ties into having expectations Mm -hmm. and expectations is what can lead to disappointment especially if you don't uh, express those expectations to people Absolutely. Right. I agree with you on that 100%. Uh, and then also in business too. I'm sure you've had expectations in, in this music thing. Right, Toby? Uh, what, kind of, what kind of expectations have you had that like, maybe have disappointed you? I.e., I'm going to upload this song on SoundCloud and it's going to get 100,000 listens. Anything. Like this is a practical example that I'm giving you. Right. But as an artist, you maybe have dreams or maybe some people promise you dreams and then things are not delivered and you're disappointed. Right. Does that ever? Oh yeah, definitely, man. (laughs) That happens all the time. The promises. Yeah. Promises. Of course. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to learn to, (laughs) you honestly, you got to learn to not necessarily take everyone's word with a grain of salt, but like temper expectations, you know? So it's like, okay, this really great thing is happening here. I'm going to approach it deliberately, mindfully, and like, I'm just, I'm not going to get too excited because it may not pan out. Yeah, that must, that, that must be a very important uh, perspective, a viewpoint, and skill that you, you have to uh, develop. 
Yeah. Because right? yeah. like it's like, you know, whether it be you're going to get this big feature or you're going to be booked for a big show or you're going to get this deal or whatever it is. There's like there's so many things for you where you may you just have to wait and like or somebody says, yo, this is going to happen. Look out for it. Yeah. And how do you not get excited, bro? It's true. But that that used to be me in the past, though. Yeah. The thing about uploading on SoundCloud and being yeah. like, yo, this is going to get like a million views. Of course, I felt that before. And I've planned it. I've planned the release to a T. And I'm like, yo, as soon as this drops, this is breaking the Internet on some Kim K shit. And then it barely makes a splash. And then it's like, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like... You just got to keep... The thing is, I have a fast rebound rate from disappointment. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I do. So... Is that a... That's a good thing. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. You have a fast rebound rate. So when you get disappointed, you just move on. Yeah, like I process it first. Like, why am I disappointed? That's also another thing I was going to say. Uh, is that maybe I thought you were not processing it. Because, you know, sometimes as guys, we're just like, all right, I'm moving on to the next. But we don't maybe take time to, like, sit into and sit in that disappointment. Yeah. Do you process or do you skip or? No, I say, man, you yeah. know what? This didn't work out the way I planned. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? What's my lesson to learn? Mm. How do I really feel about this? Okay. It feels trash. But life goes on. How do you like, um, I can't imagine because as an artist who, you know, you, this is when you're creating your art and you're vulnerable and it's your heart. This is your heart and soul. Yeah. And when you get disappointed, when you get hurt, how do you not let it really like scar you or really deeply affect you? Um, this is a long journey, man. Right? Facts. Absolutely. Man, you know, there are times where I've been like, why am I doing this? You know, mm -hmm. where I just wanted to stop. But then the question I have to ask myself is, why am I doing this? You know, why do I want to stop? Is it because I haven't reached a certain amount of notoriety? Well, if that's the case, is that what I'm doing this for? Notoriety? Okay, now I have to reevaluate why I'm really doing this. It's that why. That why is very important to me. Mm. And the reason why I do this, I know why I do this now. Because it's the only thing that makes me feel an immense amount of joy when I wake up in the morning. And I know why I also do this. I know why I do this because it's a lifelong path. It's a practice. I'm doing it so that I can be the best that I can be in this craft on this planet. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You you talked about how you said um, you've had moments where you like what you've asked yourself, why am I doing this? And yeah. that is a you know a theme that we definitely come across here on the Come Up Show podcast with many guests that we've had from uh, from the legends to you know from the skeptas, Wyclef Jeans, like they've shared these moments yeah. with us. Uh, can you take me specifically to a moment in time, what happened when you were going through the why am I doing this? Like, and how you're feeling in that moment. Um, what was happening? Whew, man, we about, we're going deep. Let's huh? go. This is what we do on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
in in that space it's it's almost like existential limbo we're going into new age we're going into toltec wisdom right now yeah 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 it's almost like whoa i'm this i'm this being right here and like i'm in the midst of nothing right yeah like i'm in this blank room and i don't know where's up or where's down do i forego everything that i'm doing and follow my conventional path which was to keep going with my education and go straight forward or do i continue to wallow in this state of plateau and that's that's actually what i felt it was plateau right when you don't experience any growth right but i've learned you need to be comfortable with plateau cuz plateau is a part of life and plateau is not forever if you keep working at it if you keep if you really believe in something plateau doesn't last forever cuz there's always going to be a breakthrough i firmly believe that so in the moment yeah i was like fuck i'm about to stop this stop this rap shit stop this music stuff and um and find something else mm. do something else yeah it was um yeah it was a, it was a very tough point but then the irony of it all was when i was experiencing that breakdown i was writing about the whole thing i was writing songs about what breakdown felt like i was writing songs about what plateau felt like so now i just got hella bars about what plateau feels like and what giving up feels like and that's going to be coming out soon <laughs> yeah on a streaming platform near you yes sir toby follow him t o b i yes sir you have to be comfortable with the plateau absolutely when it feels like you ain't making progress when you're not growing you have to be comfortable with that mhm you need to embrace it I'm not sure if that seems like it's harder in this day and age when you open up your Instagram feed and where everybody's living their best life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. has some type of everybody has good news, great news and whatever is popping in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh is that true or not? What? That is harder to be comfortable with your plateau? Is it is it is there other is there external So is there external things that are happening in this world that can make us feel like even more impatient I guess? Absolutely, man. <laughs> man, what? <laughs> of course, you know, you log on. It's what you said. You log on and you see highlight reel for the most part. Some people are very vulnerable and open about what's going on, right? So, that's something that I try to do. I'm a post when I'm feeling excited about something. And honestly, I'm a post when I'm feeling bad about something. Just so that you know like this is what's really going on. But I'm not saying everybody has to do that. I mean, it's your Instagram page, do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. But of course, when you log on and if all you see is good news, all you see is people getting married, having kids, traveling the world, buying cribs, and let's say you doing none of that. It's hard for you to feel that joy right that sympathy sympathetic joy for somebody else if you're not ex- if you're experiencing pain but then you've got to step into this state of meta awareness and be like 
oh, I'm feeling this right now. You know what I mean? And all that stuff doesn't matter because it's their lives, right? Everybody has their own lives. I got this going for me. You got to keep a daily chart of what you're grateful for. It's imperative if you're feeling those feelings of, you know, low self-worth or whatever the case may be. I think a mindful note of what you're grateful for that's going on in your life, that shit goes a long way. So you keep like a, you physically write down what you're grateful for? Absolutely. How often do you do that? I probably do it like physically, like once a week. Yeah. But mentally, I do it all the time. All the time. That's why, you know, like... I'm 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 honestly like grateful for every experience that I feel. Every experience, even the ones that feel like losses, I'm grateful for it because I'm experiencing it. You know what I'm saying? I could not be experiencing. It. Yeah, that's it how I feel, man. It means you're alive. Facts. That's how I feel. When I was in my apartment building going, uh, you know, I, I checked the mail and then I got my, my envelopes or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, going up the elevator, there was a there was an older woman, elderly woman in in the elevator with me. And she was checking her, her mail and her bills or whatever. And then uh, she saw I had my bills too. And she's like, you know, bills, it's, that's how you know you're alive. Mm. Well. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's how you know you're alive. Wow. I was like, wow. Right? Because some people have some uneasy or maybe feel uneasy about their bills. Right. Financial, whatever. But this woman would say, "This, you're getting this because you're alive. Right. And it made me seem like, it gave me a whole different perspective. That's interesting. Right? That is very interesting. That's a paradigm shift right there. <laughs> Facts of looking at bills. Right. That's how fuck, you know you're alive. I don't fuck alive. with bills. <laughs> I don't. Freedom Mobile is coming for you? Nah, man. Chatter is coming for you? Who's coming for me, actually? <laughs> Someone's coming for me. Oh, <laughs> the city of Toronto parking services, man. Oh. I've got hella tickets. Yeah. 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 I try and pay them on time, but you know some you just lose? Yeah. And then you try and find it online, but you don't have the violation number? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to get onto the site. We were talking about some, I don't want to go in this, but I'm saying like maybe try to fight some of them because I know half of them don't show up and then you win. But if you have the time for that, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we can. I dispute this. Oh, true, 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 true. I've then, disputed a one too. Yeah. And they lowered it. Yeah. They lowered it by well, like 10 bucks. Who's got time for that, right? Yeah. Yes. Now I dispute it online. Oh, really? Yeah, you can dispute it online. Oh, you don't have to show up somewhere? Nah. Wow. You can dispute it online. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yep. So you're from Brampton and you know recently this clip has been going around where you're freestyling against Tory Lanes. Is that is that you or no? Is that me? I don't know. It's you. Huh. I thought you made me feel like I was getting it wrong or not cuz you know nowadays things so much information. Are you sure it's me? Yes, it's you. It is you. You're freestyling against Tory Lanes, and this is how old are you? In this clip. In this clip. Oh, what? I might need You're to denying refre- it? I might need to refresh my memory on this clip. Oh, people were giving you props for your bars. They're like, yo, that kid is nice. People they were like, yo. Really? He's coming with it. Who is this guy? Wow. That's dope. 
That's cool. You're denying it? No, nah, no, nah, it was me. It was me. There's no denying. It's just a lifetime ago. It's almost a. It's it's almost another. It's almost another life ago. Yeah. For me. So what? You don't care for it? You don't like? Nah, it's in the past. But it's like it's it's part of history. It is a part of history. Two artists in Bram Brampton going against each other that people are respecting, you know, it's not embarrassing at all. Right. It adds to the story, adds to the journey of how far you've come. Right. It's what you don't, you feel a way about it. I mean, it's. Cause some people get excited about that. There's a couple, there's a couple of things, right? For one, like I said, it feels like it was a whole nother lifetime ago because so much has happened in that amount of time. Right. Um, How old were you in that clip? I was 14. Wow. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, eh. you know what I mean? People bring that up to me all the time. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, eh. you know, because it's so long ago. And also like, I've grown so much as a person that like, I'm not even referencing that part of my life anymore mm. you know i'm if, just not if you had a choice would you delete that video from history like no gone? it's not that it's not that deep okay i'm like trying to get a yeah yeah, yeah. no it's not that deep it's just it's not that i would delete the video because yeah. it's part of life yeah it's a timestamp, and that's how i look at it like a timestamp. it is a timestamp, mm-hmm. and i think i think i think it's a i think it's something to be appreciative for and you're you know, it's like you said, it was a lifetime ago. Uh, there are and, still bars in it, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah, a great yeah. clip. It makes you look good. And it's like, you know, and he's doing things now. So I think, you know, it's one thing seeing something from old time and then you're not doing nothing anymore. If you have some type of animosity, 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 animosity towards it. Yeah. But it's another thing if you're doing well, you're like, you know, it's a great clip, makes you look good. People are like, woo, that boy was giving him, that would go, that boy was giving Tory Lanez his bars. You know what I mean? So like, Word. you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> another question I had is, so obviously you started rapping first. Uh, sort of. Come on. Yeah. You sort started of. rapping first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually start see rappers and then we get attracted to, you know, you know, who who were the people that you were seeing that are rapping when you were a young kid on watching whatever? What were you watching? Much music, BET, BET, um, MTV. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, like yeah, I I used to listen to just rap music, but I was yeah. also singing to it. Like I was singing in like church choir and stuff like that. But um, I was mostly East Coast hip hop, LOX, D Block, Dipset, Street Fam. Greasy, you know, Dungeon Family, um, Outcast, you know, um, Little Brother, Clips. I listen to people with bars, lines, Cass, the Philly Nation, Wow, NH, Meek Mill, Reed Dollars. Come on, Wow, yeah, man, Wow, Vado, Camp, <laughs> man, listen. Good times. <laughs> Did you have the tall tees? You know how Dipset brought it? Like, we had, like, the tall, tall tees where it goes down to your knees? 5X. 5X. Yeah, yeah, With the graffiti. The graffiti. You had, Did you have graf- that? Uh, I didn't have... The, the airbrush. Airbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The airbrush. Do you have that? 
uh, I didn't rock airbrushes too much, mm-hmm. but from the flea market or whatever. But I had, yeah, air, yeah, yeah. I had air forces where like, uh, <laughs> yeah, me, and my like four or five of my boys, we split on a Gucci purse. Oh god! And we went to a ta- to a you know a tailor or whatever, and he cut out the Gucci purse and on our air forces on our Nike check marks and in the front. Soul of of our air forces had Gucci air forces. <laughs> Yo, that's actually. <laughs> it was a great investment. It was like it was a great deal, like splitting a Gucci purse with a few people and then having Gucci air forces. I mean, I guess. No, I see. Listen, I've done shit like that before too, so I can't even knock you. I can't knock you. Me and my boys, we used to when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, we were trying to get waves. Yes, and we couldn't get waves. Yeah. We just couldn't get waves. You tried the Dax and the wave cap, the brush, All of wave it. brush. 360 sporting waves. Yeah. And, bruh, my man had to cut it, cut the lines with a comb. <laughs> with a comb, like with a comb, forcefully, yeah. Cutting the lines, bro. And we cut those wave lines in there. Showed up in school like, ah, ah, what's really good? Showed up in school with the waves artificially and the people point it out and make fun of you guys for sure right nah uh, man <laughs> no one knows everybody was doing the same thing yeah bro <laughs> everyone's just trying to fit in you know the question i have for you is like i'm finding that you know a lot of great artists that i know uh who obviously got into a f- rapping first and then they started singing and they became a singer and then things started working out for them mm. there's this that there's that you know, switch that I'm seeing and I'm, I'm trying to understand, you know, it didn't work for them as rapping and now singing, it was popping. Right. Uh, what do you think that is? Um, what is it about singing? What is it about our, is it, what is it? Maybe it's just more marketable. Yeah. That's probably just what it is. But, um, yeah, but I rap though. Like I rap rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still rap. In your music. But I sing. Yeah. But I'm, like, I'm rapping. Yeah. For real, yeah. You're not ditching. So I'm not a, I'm not a singer. Yeah. I sing. Yeah. And I rap. Yeah. That's just what it is. Okay, great. So but I think it's the, I think it's the marketability, though. Yeah, so you're not just ditching this, you're like, I'm off this rap thing because I need to blow up right now. I'm just nah, going to sing. Because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of singers today that are, were rappers and that are singers. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, I think there's truth to that. Yeah, and that's a that's a phenomenon that you've that you've tapped into. Yeah, it's the truth. It's mm. the truth. But I, I ain't doing but that. But you still claiming rap? Of course. <laughs> what DJ Cool Herc, <laughs> Cool Mo D? I'm not saying you're talking cool back on rap on hip hop, but you're like, yo, I'm on this, you know. Of course, yeah. Okay, love rap, man. Another thing is uh, that I want to talk to you about is, um, so obviously you were doing things on your own first, like independent as everybody starts out. But now, especially with these uh, past couple of releases, it seems like things are turned on. Right. Like there's an on switch that has been on that your music's being blogged by all the biggest blogs. It's being tweeted by all the biggest people. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I believe... um, uh, same plate is a label. Is, is a label that is what are you signed to them? Is it a distribution deal? What's yeah, so I'm part asking of, these questions because other artists you've been where you've been at like three years ago, and then sure, you know, now you got a team behind you. So, t- tell me more about that. Yeah, so uh, it's a partnership that I have with Same Plate, yeah, and they 
the artists that they work with, it's not like, oh, now you're signed to our label. No, you're coming in as a partner and retaining your creative vision. So it's been wonderful. Um, I've been there since last year. Um, I have nothing but good things to say. What are the things that they're specifically helping you with? Like, what are the things that, you know, they're doing wonders like that are doing, they're doing a good job in or helping you out in? So I'm assuming um, the whole, like, publicity, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like marketing. Yeah. You know, things that, um, things that you could do as an indie, but it's just amplified, right? Because, you know, they have the structure in yeah. place for you to get that getting done. added to all the playlists and like just like them pitching it yeah to like getting getting your music in front of different tastemakers that you wouldn't have been able to do on your own mm-hmm. you know what i mean like those things they make a big difference you know yeah and, and how is, how because this is a second single so what was the first one city yeah. blues city blue and right now sweet uh poison is that what it's called that you just released? Sweet Poison. Sweet yeah. Poison. So those are two singles and they're like, I'm. they seem like they're catching on fire. I love it. Right? I'm very, very grateful and excited because the reception has been super great. Yeah. Um, people from all over the world essentially have been hitting me and like my DMs just yeah. like, yo, this hit me. Like they're quoting me lyrics yeah, it's it's just wild, man. It's just wild because I didn't even write it with that intention. Mm-hmm. I just wrote, I just wrote me. I just wrote my life. Yeah, you're 100. percent You're snapping on these on these songs, right? But you're always a great music maker, mm. right? You're always like Libra is still my song. Word to this day. Wow, wow, wow. It gives me so much joy when I put. Wow. That. Um, and um, I guess what I'm trying love. to say is what I said. Love, man. Thank. Yeah. You. Uh. So how did this happen? This, uh, you know, this partnership with Simple, how did it get up? Like, how did it, how did it start? Like, where did it begin? Um, it, so I started putting out like independent music, like one-off singles yeah. here and there for the better part of two years. Yeah. Right. And then with that, getting more of a, you know, repertoire, getting more of a status in the industry. Mm-hmm. And getting my music out to different people in the industry as well. Yeah. And then uh, it caught uh, the ears of the president of Same Plate. Um, even, I think this was even before the label was started. Mm-hmm. He'd heard the music. And then when the opportunity came, you know, we talked together and um, had to make sure that it was somewhere where my vision would align with theirs. And it was almost instantaneous, the relationship. You know, mm-hmm. I love working with people who not just like minded because, you know, you can you can switch your you can switch the way you feel anytime. Right. But it's the passion. It's like people who at the time, bro, like I didn't really have much of a profile. Like there were people talking about my music, but I didn't I wasn't doing like the craziest shit. People were just fucking with me off the talent the music, and they knew that I cared. And if somebody would take me at then, I knew that that's somebody that I want to rock with for real. Mm-hmm. Because people don't, nec- there's people who won't take you seriously because you don't have, you know, this huge aura surrounding your name. But somebody who will take you seriously because they believe in your passion and they believe in your art and they believe in your talent and potential that's somebody that you want to rock with for the long run. 
And most of the people in my team, in my circle, they came on off the strength of talent, potential, and passion. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I love about St. Plate. Yeah, that's and that counts for a lot. That's very important. Absolutely. Uh, because pe- people today are becoming uh, very numbers focused. Oh, you're not at 10,000 followers. So yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fuck with you. Yeah. What's that? That's arbitrary. You know? Come on. You have the most talented person in the room and they have 300 followers. It doesn't mean anything to what they can do. It literally means nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... That clout chasing term is very interesting term because it's existed since time immemorial. It's probably existed when Socrates was out here. You know what I mean? But now it's just transformed because of this hyper reality that we call social media. But don't get the numbers confused. There's people who are doing amazing things that their numbers don't show it. So you can't focus on that. You got to focus on the integrity of your work. Yeah. Facts. That's also another challenge where the people who are doing the cool things or real things or authentic things or passionate things, important work, if they are not at these arbitrary numbers, they feel like they're not enough or the world is telling them you're not enough. Yeah. That's. But I I wholly disagree with that notion. And I want to tell anybody that's listening to this, like, if you aren't, if it looks like your, your numbers don't accurately reflect where you think you should be understand at the end of the day that is numbers it's literally numbers anything can happen you can you can go viral tomorrow and yeah your numbers will go through the sky but your talent is the same mm-hmm. right you know what i mean so of course numbers is good because that's how you build a following that's how you build a foundation but you can't forget what's at the root of it which is your passion and your talent and your skills. Mm. Facts. Yo, uh, we're wrapping up. Uh, you have a couple of shows. Yes, sir. Uh, let's talk about the one that's coming up, like, you know, in a few days. In five days. The Juno Fest. Yep. Uh, what do you know about that show? Well, I know it's a <laughs> partnership with... Uh, the Come Up Show. You got that right. Um, I know it's at uh, the Rec Room in London. Mm. I know there's some fire artists on the bill. Uh, Shaylia, myself, Toby. Yeah. Um, Nathan Ali, Severia. Wow. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. She's fire. You saw? You checked her out? Yeah. Yeah? She's hard. Yeah, yeah. She's on that CTV show, The Launch, right now, and she's killing yeah. it as well, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I like her vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a smash. Dope. And it's full circle because I love London. Oh, you, oh yeah, because yo, Waterloo boy, you must have visited London during that time, right? Absolute, absolute, <laughs> yeah. You got it in. <laughs> seeps. Hey, seeps. <laughs> if Barking you know, Rock, you know. Jack Astor's, Jim Bob Ray's. What the? What those people know about that? Actually, I, I only I know seeps. I don't know none of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Londoner, so word. My, my people's know. Where people who know, who know, they know, they know. Uh, and then you have your big show. Yeah. 
at tell us about that yeah so i'm gonna have my first headline show in toronto may 3rd velvet underground it's gonna be very special it was at it was first at the drake underground yeah and then what happened yeah then it sold out so we had to move it to velvet underground jeez so it's gonna be nuts man it's actually gonna be an amazing experience i've been working on that diligently so the show yeah gotta lock in all the rehearsals and stuff get it popping I'm excited. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, if people don't know, the Come Up Show is doing a show part of Juno Fest. The mm. Junos uh, contacted us, say, yo, you guys are from London. We got to show respect and make sure you get we get you guys in. So we're doing a show Saturday, March 16th at the Rec Room in London, Ontario. Toby, yep. Shaylai from Montreal. Yep. Uh, Nathan Ali and Severia mm-hmm. that's going down make sure go to thecomeupshow.com the link is posted and yo uh, by the time you hear this uh, I'm gonna, uh, there will be a playlist that I put together as well too that's available on all streaming uh, platforms just go to thecomeupshow.com of everybody's music all together in a playlist yo uh, Toby what would you like to say to you to fellow up and coming artists and your fellow Torontonians and GTAs who are trying to get it engineers producers creatives photographers artists you know they're trying to make it out here man right. you know you were there you're still on your way yeah on your way there still. but like you know the people who are like trying to you know yeah what would you like to say to them um two things two of the most important things in my life is one persistence you've got to be persistent if you care about something enough you're going to be persistent and get it it's not it's not just innate talent that wins is persistence and keep going that's one secondly is presence you got to be present and you got to be mindful of many things mindful of the state of the industry mindful of your physical health your mental health your friends your circle you got to be present so that means paying attention to your mental state absolutely and being strong in that sense, you got to be strong because at the end of the day, nobody got your back like you got your back. Believe me. Believe me. Mm. Keep it going, man. You got this. Come on. Yep. Have you ever had to go back to the drawing board when like things are not, you know, where you're like, oh, it's this ain't working out. Let me just fall back a little bit. and, Bruh, countless times. <laughs> countless times, man. And, you know, it's like... um. It's like a cycle, right? A cycle of frustration, you know? Like, yeah, you're excited about something. You keep going. It doesn't pan out the way you want. You're frustrated. You're upset. You're in that state again of starting over, and you keep going. You just got to keep going. Hmm. Yo, thank you, Toby, for sharing uh, your insights, man. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today, man. And uh, you have your head on right. And I think you're going to do big things in the future. I'm really excited for your future, for your career, uh, and and the music sounding, you know, soul piercing. Jeez. You know what I mean? Uh, thank you, man. When I hear your music, you know, because... I feel like sometimes the industry and fans are, we're in a haze right now. Right. In this trap haze. Okay. It's like, you know, um, uh, everything has its, its own, you know, 
there's something for every, everyone. Right. But sometimes we're just not paying attention or we're like being brainwashed or we're being numb. Or we're not even, we don't even know what we're taking in. We just, we just like a being and that's it. Right. Right. But then when you're saying lyrics and like city blues and like when those things, when I'm hearing those things, it's a refresher. Mm. I, my mind is refreshed uh, and, and, and I'm thinking, oh, lyrics do matter. <laughs> <laughs> They've been mattered, my guy. <laughs> you forget sometimes. Like, I hear you. They do matter in the sense of they have power yeah. to change, to influence, yeah. to inspire, to move people. They really have power. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we may forget that because somebody's saying the same words a million times in a song. Right. Same few words. It's like the chorus throughout the whole song or something. Right. You know, so it gives me like hope and a boost. I'm like, oh, you know, this stuff does matter. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, that's my favorite part of music is the, definitely the words, then the melody, you know. But that's, that's me, you know, that's my cup of tea. You know, you know the school of thought that I come from, mm -hmm. the outcast school of thought, you know. That's that's just what it is, the lyricist. But you know, I can't I can't knock any creator who's doing their own certain style. By all means, whatever makes you happy. I'm but my cup of it. tea, yeah. <laughs> my cup of tea is the bars. Is <laughs> the bars? Yeah. With that said, thank you, Toby. I'm excited for the shows that are coming up. Keep it locked. The come up show. And that is my conversation with Toby on the Come Up Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some jewels from it because I did. Thank you very much, Toby, and thank you for tuning in. If you're around London, Ontario, I suggest you come out to our show this Saturday, March 16th. Full details at thecomeupshow.com. And yo, this is episode 199. The next episode is episode 200. If you haven't subscribed to the Come Up Show, if this is your first time tuning in, check out the catalog. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Catch on next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.